Hey, I'm Daniel Coburn. And I'm John Rudolph Drexler. This is Talking Business League. Uh, we run a small development agency together. Every week, we have a one-hour call where we discuss the state of our business. This is that call. Dun, dun. Uh, what's up, John? How you doing? <laughs> um, doing. I'm doing, I'm doing. Um, there is a song that is a meme song. Wait, did... Was it you who I was having this conversation with? The yeah, well, we went down a whole rabbit trail because I was like, "Oh, that's that great song that Edwin Diaz uses when he comes in to play for the Mets." And then I was like, "No, wait, that's a different, that's a different right. trumpet and song." And then you were like, "No, no, no, song. it's this other one." <laughs> you were also. Yeah, I thought it was the song of the guy who puts a traffic cone in his saxophone. Oh, to amplify but it? Does that work? He, yeah, it's well. He like goes into like. He goes into like Chipotle and plays dubstep from a <laughs> from a tenor saxophone with a traffic cone in it. He's like a TikTok guy. That's so funny. I thought it was his song, but it's actually not that either. So now I don't know what it is. So for yeah. the listeners, please I'll, tell me I'll what the song Outsource it to the is. listeners, yeah. Oh, I have... A, you know what? This is perfect. I actually have a very similar request. I was sitting here with Lindsay... And we were laughing about that meme song where it's like a chipmunk vocal going, you know that one? Yeah. And I don't know what that one is. And I was trying to look it up because I, I thought either. it was really I don't funny. I know what it is. And we were, we were sitting there like, uh, ironically, not ironically listening to like, you know, like baby shark type songs that are like very obnoxious and hilarious. And we were like trying to make each other laugh and i wanted to pull that one up as my big finale and i didn't know how to look it up ah that's unfortunate um one time charlotte and i had a song that well actually we've had two of these songs that we were like almost on the tip of our tongue and we like reached out to the internet to like find the answers and one of them was the song that chevy chase or the song that plays over the montage of chevy chase in the attic in national lampoon's christmas vacation (laughs) um that was one of them and then the other one was a combination of the ninja turtles theme and a moby song oh boy so the in the ninja turtles theme goes um Turtles on a half shell, turtle power, or whatever, right? And then the Moby song is like, it was just very similar. I'm going over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first CD I ever owned, that Moby CD. I was like 10 years old, maybe, and we went to Chicago the week after christmas uh which is a very cheap time to travel mm-hmm. and my family went up there and got like some cheap hotel room and instead of christmas presents my dad gave me a little bit of cash and said you get what you want and we went You're to the like, CD I want store a Moby city. and i was like i've heard that electronic music is cool and i'd heard one moby song and so i bought that moby cd and i listened to it uh many 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 times hell yeah hell yeah all right, John. What are, what are we doing this meeting? Well, I asked you how you're doing. Uh, oh, I'm is sorry. that and uh, I'm ready to hear your answer. Sorry. Uh, how am I doing? I am doing well. Uh, we had a big marketing week last week, so we put out your first blog post. We put mm-hmm. out the first episode of Talking Businessly, um, and both of those things received great responses. Yeah. Um, and then. Today, we just put out your second blog post, and we're about to put out the second episode of Talking Businessly. So I'm really excited about these two new content channels that we have created. Yeah. Um, Do we want to have a... Do we want to have a schedule, like a a regular cadence? We record this on Mondays. Uh, Does... I... I kind of set a thing for myself, which is like, at the end of each week, make a PR for my new blog post, which kind of means like, Okay, the blog's ready to go on Monday. Does that mean like blog Monday, podcast Tuesday? What does that What does that mean? I don't think the blog posts. I don't think people 
think about blog posts in the same way that they think about podcasts because podcasts like they they'll build it into a period of their life where it's like oh well i mow the lawn on the weekend and so mm-hmm. i'm going to save this podcast for my lawn mowing time mm-hmm. or whatever i don't think blog posts are like i don't think there's as much of an expectation of a blog post coming out at a certain time mm-hmm. that people care about so I'm cool with like, if you got your PR in on Thursday, I'm cool with putting it out on Friday. Or if you didn't get it until Monday, I'm cool with putting it out on Tuesday. Sure, I don't think that's sure. as big of a deal. All right. Um, um, but I cool. do think that we should try and get these out on Monday. Um, okay, great. These podcasts. And I think it's not going to be difficult to do that. Um, great. Yeah. And uh, I am a couple posts ahead right now. So, um, nice. I'm excited about the the one we just put out is good, and uh, people seem to be enjoying this series, which is uh, making me very happy. Hell yeah! Um, what are what are the topics that you're most excited about right now? Um, well, there's there's some like big ones. I mean, part of what I'm really excited about is that there's a lot. I've just realized I have a lot to say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i got something to say yeah i was like i don't know like if i have enough to to do here and then i was like oh these are actually not that hard to write because i have a lot of opinions about this and also i can illustrate them so easily because it's all rooted in my experience you know yeah dude so this is the thing i wanted to say about the last post the style and voice of the most recent post is so good because it's just like, it's it's like you sat down next to a product manager at a bar and he's like, you want to know how I earned these gray hairs? <laughs> Let me tell you, you know? Yeah, I shipped a feature that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I really like the idea that it's like, look, I'm just going to give you things that happened to me and then the moral of the story. Yeah. You yeah. know? And like, it... it because it's a because it is a story, it automatically gets the sort of like compelling readability of a narrative, mm-hmm. you know, and so like because the problem was real and the solution was real, it doesn't feel contrived. It just feels like it kind of just flows out of you. Yeah, um, and you have like a decade of these things. Yeah, stored up, so it's good. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the the piece of feedback you gave me uh were really helpful and then i realized one of the things so the feedback you gave me after my first one was uh give the reader a thing they can go do immediately Mm -hmm. uh, which i'm trying to make every blog post shaped around that so in some cases it'll be like go ask these questions uh that's what a lot of them is because that's what a lot of product management is Mm -hmm. um Sometimes it'll be like, go do this process differently or whatever, but try to focus on like, Hey, go do this thing. Um, and then rooting it in my own experience is the other thing. The thing, the other thing that I realized when I was rewriting them was that every, uh, it, I've heard people say like when they're like public speaking or like talking on TV, uh, that a good piece of advice is like, talk to one person. Uh, don't mm-hmm. try to like talk to America because <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not going to work. And like you'll, you'll end up sounding like very weird and like lofty. Uh, mm-hmm. That if it's just like, no, just like talk to, you know, that, that one person in the front row or whatever, and then it'll be a lot more human. So I'm trying to, with the, t- with these posts, I'm just imagining uh, like one of our clients or an engineer who I've worked with in the past or whatever, just, basically like how would i break this down for like one person i know decently well mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and that's helping yeah. a lot no i think that's super good and like there's all this weird stuff about writing but like you know like you want to you know there's all this shit where it's like you want to vary your sentence length and stuff you know like long sentence short sentence stuff like that mm. um and that's like re- very natural to people when they talk mm, um mm-hmm. and it's unnatural when you write and so when you're telling a story that happened to you, you tell it in a more conversational style. And so yeah. you just get all of that good writing for free because right. you're a good storyteller. Like you and I and all of our friends are just constantly like storytelling to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like 
because you're a good storyteller, you're also a good writer when you are inhabiting your own voice. Right. right? right. But if you try and inhabit like the universal <laughs> thought leader voice, <laughs> right. you're a worse writer. Yeah. Start writing you know? a TED talk and you will become insufferable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, we started talking about how are you doing? And I feel like it just ended up uh, no, with you complimenting you. me, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but anything else you wanted to say on how you're doing? Um, I am. So, yeah. Uh, the So, we both did like reaching out to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and we put out the podcast and we put out the blog. And some leads have emerged yes. from that. Is all I'll say. The system um, appears to be achieving some of its purpose here. Yeah, the funnel seems to be catching some people, which is great. By the we way, we are if you, content if you marketing. If you, the listener, weren't aware, this is a funnel. You're in the funnel. You're in the funnel. We the, and and part of our strategy is we want to do this in a way that is not insufferable, and so uh, we're trying to just be very upfront about it. We're doing a yes. podcast. Because it's part of a sales funnel. <laughs> right. We're doing a podcast because we want you to like us. And we want to like talk about our company. But we want you to like us so that eventually <laughs> when you have a problem that needs fixing, you call us. You call us. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because like now that I'm writing, it's like I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm so glad I'm getting this out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like we're. it's so funny. It's like content marketing is like a thing that I griped about in the first episode of Fits and Starts where I was like, this shit is so stupid. And now like we're running a business and we, <laughs> we need people to be interested Man, in we better us. start making some content for this market. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny. Um, okay. But yes, the answer to how am I is I'm very good. Um, I really enjoyed last week. It felt like we really got some things started. I felt like we, I, I'm really appreciative of the OKRs conversation. I kind of, while we were having that conversation, I was like, this is stupid, but then having had it i feel like so clear and directed on like yeah what sorts of objectives i have and like what are the yeah. key results totally one question so, like, process they thing. are stupid but they are also really useful yeah i know it's like you, there's certain corny business things where you just have to kind of eat the booger and move forward and like right. and then you get there and you're like all right fine there's a reason everyone does it this way you know um, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna make you do another one of those things on this call. So get ready. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm psyched about that. I think you and I had a good conversation about business development strategy. Uh, basically, it sounds like the bullet points that we're gonna do is like we are. One of the things we really want to accomplish there is like. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting ahead. We're kind of having a scattered conversation. Uh, did yeah, you finish sorry. saying um, how you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I've said how I'm doing. Do you have any feedback for me? Do I have any feedback for you? Um, I have not. Uh, well, I'll say this. This is uh, less feedback, more of just an observation. It is very clear uh, that you have been a good citizen in this little world that you live in uh, for a long time because uh, it has been so nice to be able to just kind of parachute into the like Laravel hacker world, whatever, and get lots and lots of warm introductions to very nice people from you. And then you're like, hey, I'm putting out a podcast. I'm going to like ask some people to help retweet it. And there were like a lot of very cool and successful people who like immediately blew it up which is like yeah that that's, was really nice that's very cool and like we should i we know should that about that you top. thanks yes. you the people who blew up the podcast yeah. because like it was great yeah we appreciate and, you and, and it's like you know as your friend like you've invested in me and my programming skills you've worked on projects with me i know you're a man of service and that you do uh that you that you're a good citizen but like going to see just to go like step into this other room that is part of your life and see like lots of other people who are like yeah we love daniel we totally support his stuff i was like yeah that's cool that's cool yeah it's really sweet yeah um i have been feeling very supported by the community this week so shout out to the community and uh, and the specific people who i dm'd and said retweet this or i'm not your friend anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you threatened <them. laughs> uh Okay. 
Um, that's great. My feed, I don't have any constructive feedback. I think we're moving forward on like you're delegating some stuff to me. Uh, yes. I did. I did a first. I didn't do the whole ticket, but I, I did a, a first. You ticket did great on, on that ticket. something, and then uh, now we're unblocked from me doing more tickets there, which means you have time to work on verbs, and we can march forward. Yes. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I. It's one thing that's really funny about this whole like content marketing thing that we're joking, not joking about is I like around like 20, Haha, only serious. Yeah, exactly. Around like 2017, uh, around the time that we stopped making fits and starts, I, or was it 2018? I don't remember, but couldn't tell you. I basically got off social media. I basically mm-hmm. stopped posting everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. partly cause I was like sick of it and I hated it. And, um, I, I remember even having this conversation with myself of like, I don't even feel like I have anything useful to say here. I was like, I, I, I'll maybe I'll like return one day if I have like something to share. Um, and so I, I basically like haven't been like posting online for years for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, Occasional like Instagram stuff. Yeah. Um, but mostly that was about board games. Exactly. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I have a company that needs attention. <laughs> and I'm also in my side project. I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter for a game where I'm like, I need a mailing list. I need people to be interested in this Kickstarter. And all of a sudden I'm like very online again. Um, but it's actually kind of fun because it's uh, I'm online like with such a distinct purpose um, mm-hmm. that now... Uh, I don't know, but I do have like Instagram and Twitter installed on my phone again, which is a new thing for me. And, yeah. And it's, it's, it's boring, you know, it, social yeah. media is really boring. Twitter's gotten a lot worse, man. Yeah. Twitter has gotten a lot worse. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, not that interesting. I got a, I also just uh, sent in a security deposit for a new apartment. I am moving to Hell a yeah. new apartment uh, purely not exactly it's a little bit more complicated than that but the primary reason is it's on a quiet street uh with big windows we did we did hear your train a little bit in the episode yeah and the train on the episode is like a minor problem the major problem is it's so freaking loud in here i can't think straight and uh our good friend uh friend of the show peter mccrory the, he's a phd who has an academic article for everything if you ever say like uh hey what's the deal with blah 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 he'll link you to an academic article that's yeah, his that's his useful. bit um and i was like boy it sure is loud in my apartment it's very distracting and he sent me an article that was like you know noise is linked to uh like a very measurable decrease in productivity i was like interesting um so I'm moving to a quiet weird, street. Weird that you're so productive. <laughs> Just imagine what things are going to be like a month from now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I have a new project, um, which is moving. Yeah. That's great. I'm happy for you. Do you have any feedback for me? Um, I, it is all praise. Wow. I, Look at us. Today. I am. I think the, as I've already said, the development of the writing makes me nothing but extremely happy. Um, I think the blog is going to be so good. Um, and I'm really happy that you're just seizing the bull by the horns there. Um, I think the podcast is great and I like doing it with you. And uh, I'm really pleased with just everything you've been doing. All of the reaching out to people on LinkedIn, all of that. Like, I just feel like you're crushing it. So no bad feedback only good feedback wow gas up monday yeah gas up monday baby (laughs) um okay so i'm looking ahead at our agenda uh and the first thing which i'll just sort of summarize we already talked about this we have a number of like specific to do's we talked Mm -hmm. before the podcast just about business development stuff um where uh i'll share my screen so you can look at my agenda with me um please so we have a bunch of to-dos. Basically, uh, we are we have two uh, happy, healthy clients right now, but coming up soon, we'll be open to another. This is mm-hmm. one thing that I'm still adjusting to is just the terror of this business model, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, you know, we just like, 
I was like, I remember like a couple months ago, I was like, wait, Daniel, who do we work with in October? And he was, you know, you're like, uh, we'll find that out probably right before October. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> you're like, yeah, welcome to the game, buddy. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah. No, it is terrifying. It's, it's feast or famine and you feel very exposed and you just, yeah. you just hope and things work. And it's Eventually. like, things are good. Like we just, like we have money in the bank. We have two yeah. happy clients. We have stuff to do this week. It's all good. It's just And we like, have leads also. And we have leads. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, you don't know. You don't know what is just around the corner. Uh, right. So. But you know, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. You never. Exactly. Know. Exactly. Um, so we have some good plans there. We have, we're following up with a bunch of people we already know. And then we had this. A discussion about two other interesting ideas which one yeah, of which two interesting avenues yeah one avenue was what i was pushing on which was like we are already friends with lots of freelancers and agencies we should make a big push to basically tell them like hey the second you get an opportunity that you can't take on whether that's because you don't do web development or because you're already booked on web development like can you please make us the first phone call you make um mm-hmm. Which it seems like a good idea because it's like they're already dealing with clients. That's a pretty warm avenue. And the yes. other one was your idea. Uh, Which, to- yeah, I was just thinking about this. I was like, there's a ton of like DevOps platforms out there. So like Sentry, Bugsnag, Datadog um, come to mind, right? Like mm-hmm. things that are sort of like error handling, analytics, pager duty, like any of these companies that are sort of like you install them in your app and there's like an SDK, uh, even things like Twilio, whatever. And I was like, well, all these companies, many of them have developers, but their app is not a Laravel app, right? And so if they want to have an SDK for Laravel or for PHP, they have to like, build and maintain a php package just sort of like in the world um and i wonder if there's a world where like we know how to build open source packages like i wonder if there's a world where we could get people some of those companies to just pay us to build their open source package and maintain it right and then there'd just be some sort of like ongoing retainer for like handling issues and pull requests you know yeah yeah, so anyway, th- that was a thought I had. And so I was like, okay, well, wh- so I reached out to a friend we have who works at a sort of platform company. And I was just like, we should make a list of these companies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's your to-do. Um, I love to-do. it. I think it's a great idea. Um, one little note that I had uh, before I have a bigger topic uh, is... We are actually still in a little bit of a certain kind of hell uh, with Slab, which is that they don't have a mobile app. And it turns out that while I'm writing my blog posts, I am on the run a lot and like inspiration Uh will strike and I'll just get bare out and start typing. Yes. Um, And so we're in this funny situation where right now... (laughs) I'm drafting initially in bare because Mm -hmm. I can't do Slab on the run. And then mm-hmm. when it comes time to share it with you guys and say, hey, please review this draft I have, I move it into Slab and the formatting is all messed up and I have to kind of fix it. And then... And then once, you copy it into... And then I copy it into actual code. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is a little bit silly. It's not a big problem, but it is like, now that I've done it three times, I'm like, uh, this is not great. Okay, so... We could just cut you, Slab out of that equation i just i just draft in bear and then like just post it directly to slack yeah we could do that um i do think there is utility to having uh like inline comments and stuff but oh yeah 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 no you're right you're right um we could use those like slack workspaces or whatever they're called canvases yeah they're kind of trash yeah um Okay, so the the thing you have highlighted is Slack doesn't have a mobile app. Notion is bad. Daniel hates Google Docs. What to do? Yeah. (laughs) And this is a quandary that we have. So last episode, which was a week ago, I basically was like, I'm at 
FG4 on hating Google Docs. Yeah. And you were like, okay, I'm willing to do whatever. So I was like, let's do Slab. Because Slab is something that Dave Hicking brought to Titan. Yeah. And something we used aggressively at Titan, and it was great. One thing about Titan, we were all on computers all the time. I didn't even think about the fact that there was not a mobile app. Um, so now I'm like, fuck. All right, well, before we get too deeply embedded in Slab, is there something else we can do? So I was like, maybe Notion. So I like made a Notion account again and like started fucking around. Um, I did a Twitter poll. If you've used Notion in the last five years, is it bad? 54% of a bunch of people said it was bad. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, so that's not good. So It's whatever. Anyway. I mean, it's probably not even worth, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, too bent out of shape about it. It doesn't, like... I just want there to be a spot, man. I know. You know? If there was a place that, like... It's, it feel Doesn't it feel like our requirements here are pretty simple? Yeah. I want to be able to write Markdown in a place that has search and folders and comments and a mobile app. Really, I guess what we need is we need Obsidian to be collaborative. Yeah, dude. Man, if, if Obsidian was collaborative, then beggars would ride. Um, all right. Well, uh, listeners, weigh in if you have ideas here. Please, listeners, I don't, don't want to burn too much time on this. Um, okay. Well, uh, you good if I introduce a new topic? Please. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to hit? I didn't. Okay, great. Uh, so the other thing that when I... There, there are two like interesting and obvious things that pretty much everyone smart said to me when I called them to ask if I if they thought I was crazy for starting this company. So I, I like a thing that I do when I re <laughs> coming up on a big decision is I I will just like call a bunch of people I respect on the phone and be like, "Am I nuts? Like yes, here's I here's insane? here's the rationale. Tell me whether or not I am insane." And it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people, one thing that was really, really interesting, which I think is going to be a theme of this podcast, is that when uh, the people who had started and run businesses together uh, or people who had, you know, people in my venture capital world who had like sat on a lot of boards and seen startups, you know, up, up close and personal the the first question that they all asked me had nothing or really all the questions they asked me had nothing to do with the business opportunity everyone basically said what's your relationship like with daniel mm -hmm. <laughs> which is fascinating because uh, they were all just like how do you guys resolve conflict how much do you trust him have you built things together before do you know what it's like to work with him uh right yeah yeah and i was like whoa this is like marriage counseling you know um, yeah but it was fascinating like people who were like really successful business people were all just like tell me about your relationship yeah um, they're like i don't i don't care if there's a market for what you're selling I don't yeah care. exactly like and like my uh former ceo when i told her that i was leaving she was just like she was like all right like let me give you some advice like you and daniel should constantly do one-on-ones where you <laughs> talk about how you're doing and give each other feedback. That's actually where the That's opening why of this, this meeting, meeting exists. Yeah, exactly. She's like, don't stop doing that. If you stop doing that, it's going to get crazy and bad, um, which is fascinating. So the second and, thing... That, and is a guarantee for more content for you, the listener. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the second thing that like pretty much all of them said was just like, are you guys aligned on like what you're doing here? Mm -hmm. You know? which is a reasonable question. They're just like, are you headed in the same direction? Um, and if you cease to be like headed in the same direction, like you guys should probably not be doing this together anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, the corny business school version of that is the vision, the mission and the values. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that you and I started writing together and like i just like kind of like crapped out some ideas on a on a google doc which we could move this over to slab right now too um <laughs> allow me to move this to slab in real time <laughs> uh and you had some ideas that i think i incorporated in here um but i thought it would be wise to 
look at this together. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. Okay. Um, I'm going to create a post called vision, mission, values. Um, vision, mission, values. The VMV. The VMV. Uh, you got your MVPs. You got your VMVs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the DMV. Yeah, exactly. DC, Maryland, Virginia. No, that wasn't. Oh, so I thought you said DMV. I did. DC, Maryland, Virginia. Right. That's a different DMV. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Um, okay, cool. So, which one do you want to start with, V, M, or V? I kind of want to start with uh, values. I agree. About that? Actually, let's start I was with hoping we could start with values. All right. So. Should we talk through vision, vision and mission sound feel more lofty values sound concrete. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I love doing this. Okay. So let's some like themes that we, this is based on, I think like, I can't remember when all of this was written, but um, this combination of like, just like my random thoughts and your random thoughts. Uh, if one of the values like was something around just like proactive, constant, continuous learning yes um another big theme was uh basically continuous improvement so like retros and feedback yes um, oh okay that's kind of the next one was feedback culture also. of feedback yes. that's uh let's uh just indent this this is part of the first last one um be a great place to work which is one of the okrs mm-hmm. um so basically learning continuous improvement and being a great place to work. Um, I think some of those, some, I don't know if those are really clearly values, but yeah, interested to hear like you have other ideas here. Yeah. So I do, these are pretty internal. I think that one thing I care mm. a lot about is sort of the external effect of the company also. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a big part of me, which is like help the community, you know? Yeah. Because like we only, if we succeed, we will succeed on the back of the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and my relationships, which are now our relationships in the community forged from a long time of doing things for free in the community. Yeah. Um, the way you keep that thing going is by doing more stuff for free. Right. And so putting out content, uh, helping people, even like, I'm really psyched about the idea of just doing some like free consulting mm-hmm. on stuff for like, I don't know, like there's got to be open source places w- that could use some project management. Yeah. Um, or there's got to be uh, like... But there's somebody mission- at the conference yeah who had like a mission driven thing who yeah there's got to be mission driven shit that and could i was use like i will talk to you code audit two hours yeah you know yeah for sure I so like anyway that. stuff like that i think is really big um i one thing that i really really admired about titan um was that they were they grew developers rather than like there are lots of places hiring senior Laravel developers. Yeah. There are not that many places hiring junior Laravel developers. Mm. Um, and most junior Laravel developers come out of like solo founders or like, Hey, you're going to be the tech guy at the company, go learn how to write code. And so they learn Laravel. Right. Right. Um, and there's not a huge number of places for um, growing up other people, right? And so I don't know. I mean, we don't. We have no clue at this point whether we'll ever hire people, you know, mm-hmm. beyond our current size of three people, which is a great size to be. Yeah. But like, a big thing that I do care about is that like if we do we should grow grow your own senior developers you know yeah um and i'm yeah. not saying we should never hire someone who's already senior but like sure 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 we should ha- we should actively intend to grow people yeah. up yeah i like this um 
uh, it, it was uh, interesting. My my grandma um, had like wrote a book, um, and the whole like shtick of it, her like whole thing was um, give without expecting to return and receive without expecting to repay. Uh, right. Which is a really is a very interesting way of thinking about this. So I was like even thinking of framing this in terms of just like help people without expectation of return. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I think is, that's a great value. I think okay. that is an ideal value. And like some of this stuff, like, I mean, like, as we just were talking about, like making con- there's certain like targeted content stuff where it's like, yeah, we're trying to get hired, but also separately we do just want to do some free consulting and like be, be helpful. To well, people. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that the, f- the fact that we also benefit from having a good name in the community is great. But like if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd still be in the Laravel community right. trying to make it better. Right. Yeah. And like, I think that's the main thing is like, okay, well let, let's just assume the business is wildly successful and, like takes care of all of our financial needs. Yeah. Like what then should we do? And to me, it's like, well, any success we I've had in my career and any success this company is going to have is like on the back of this nice community. And I want it to, I want only good things to happen to it. You know? Yeah. That's always such a funny thing that like, uh, to think about, if 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 you suddenly had ten million dollars in the bank, what would you do? And like, I'm like uh, I don't know. I'd probably still be like trying to get better at writing code. Probably still be trying to get verbs out. I'd yeah. I'd be like making games. I'd probably still be working with you on something. It's like yeah, right. <laughs> we might be pursuing different kinds of clients, but like <laughs> it wouldn't be that yeah. different. We might uh, just be our own client. But. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. I like this so. Uh, it feels, I feel like, uh, be a great place to work. I guess it's like, that's pretty decent. I was wondering, like, I don't know if it could be any more specific than that, or maybe it's not supposed to be that specific. Cause like, these are just like a handful of values that, um, I think there is yeah. like, I think there are some very specific things about being a great place to work that are worth talking about. Cause I think there is a question there's like, be a great place, be a great business to own. Right. Mm. Uh, as a person who works at the business that you own. And then there's also be a great place to work if you don't own the business. Yeah, for right? sure. Um, and those are huge. There's a lot of overlap, but like, I think that there's other there's places where we need to think about them separately also, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I was like wondering if like even like rewording this in a slightly more provocative way about being something just like, we're only doing as well as like our most junior developer, you know, or our like lowest paid person. Like I just, it felt like there's something there of like, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I think that the the real, like, if I wanted to, like, really, like, lean into this, it would be, like, don't be an extension of the hell that is work. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, fight tooth and nail to not let hell cross the border into thunk. Right? Because, like, <laughs> we're going to work inside of organizations that have all kinds of different cultures um, and have all sorts of different like relationships with work um, and money and all these other things. And like, it's really important to me that like we, we personally, and then also we make sure that the people who work for us feel that that is not our problem if they are, you know, unhealthy in that way. Yeah. And that like, we're going to maintain really strong boundaries to keep that unhealthiness on their side of the aisle, not on ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not that any of our current clients are very unhealthy about that. I think they're all pretty chill. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So do you, how do you feel like, uh, be a great place to work is a pithy enough. <laughs> you know, we've got infinity to reword it, but I think right. it's fine for now. Okay. So right now we're working, we're looking at, and then proactive constant learning is like pretty straightforward. Just like be curious, go learn things that you don't even technically need to learn right now. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone always has a professional development project going on, which we've been pretty good about so far. Mm -hmm. uh, we know a wide variety of tools. You teach your colleagues about stuff. You do 20% time. We grow our own senior developers. It's just like, yeah. So I do think that there's like something here, which is that like 20% time is the key to all of this, right? Like we can't be a great place to work and demand proactive constant learning if we're not paying people to learn right right like so if and when we have uh like employees on salary or something i'm gonna absolutely insist that there is yeah like paid time to go learn and not just a hundred percent of the time that you're getting paid is billable yeah you know yeah, I had a even a, yeah, I totally agree. We're totally aligned on that. That's why I'm not saying any follow up to it. Um, the, the word that I always I kept on coming back to, too, was like curiosity. Uh, yes, that like I and I even thought about, like, should we have our own value about curiosity? Um, so I think this fits neatly. Under my, here's my thing with curiosity. I think I absolutely want to work with curious people. And I am aware of the way that like the grind can like remove your curiosity and make you incurious, you know? And so like, I just want to be careful that like, I think there is a corporate tendency to shift the burden of curiosity onto the employee to say like, hey, we want to hire the type of person who would be writing code even if they weren't getting paid. Yeah. You know? And we want you to stay curious and stay up to date on all the latest stuff just because you love it so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but I think really, like, it's our responsibility to foster a place where people aren't so beaten down by work, 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 work that they can be curious, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so a big part of that to me is just like, okay, well, like, A, like, there's a cap on the number of hours that we're going to ever allow someone to get billed out, you know? Mm -hmm. And then B, there's like, this is, for me specifically, like, there's like a non-stranglehold on the way that people do things that are not billable, you know? Yeah. Where like, look, if you are curious, that is good. And so the worst thing that could happen is that I come in and try and like project manage your curiosity, you know? Yeah. And like tell you like, oh, like it's, it's funny that you wanted to uh, learn view for this, but like, we have some client projects coming up that are going to be, you know, Svelte. So why don't you like not learn Vue instead go learn Svelte, you know? Like, I think there is like a tendency and I've already, we've already run into this once or twice where I felt like, oh, well, why don't you learn this thing that's more professionally useful to me mm -hmm. for you to know? Um, but I think really like allowing people to just kind of chase whatever is interesting to them is good and will actually net better results. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Um, so we have proactive learning. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we've already talked about this and we'll continue talking about it, but continuous, continuous iterative improvement, which is just retros, progress, not perfection, feedback. Yes. Um, the be a great place to work and help people without expectation of return. Mm -hmm. um, that feels like a pretty good place to start. Do you think anything anything fundamental is missing here? Uh, I think there's just a little bit of humility mm. 
missing, right? Like, um, we want to be leaders where appropriate, helpful where appropriate. But like at the end of the day, we're developers among developers. And like, even though like we're creating content that feels a little like thought leadery in some places, there's, yeah, you're typing be right sized, which I think is exactly what it is, right? Like don't fucking, we, we don't want to go to the mountaintop and preach at people, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that is not just at the community, that's at our clients. We don't want to treat our clients like shit. Uh, we don't want to treat our employees like shit. We don't want to treat our community like shit. I think all of those are places where there is the capacity for us to become arrogant and lord our whatever knowledge or experience or whatever yeah. over other people. <laughs> I like that. Um, one, one of the, uh, um, one of the things that I thought about that was the only thing that was missing was, uh, I've ended up saying this a lot. I don't know how you feel about this, but like in our marketing stuff, like one pagers website, whatever. Um, and when I describe us to other people, one thing I mention is like, I'm like, we're, we're pretty like nice to work with. <laughs> like fun yeah, to work right. with like we we get stuff done uh mm -hmm. but like our clients really like us you know yeah we're, um, we're sweet we're sweet sweet boys and it's like part of it is like like all three of us are like pretty funny on calls and we're like mm -hmm. keeping it real um and trying to be like helpful but i'm like um i don't know there's a lot of people you can hire but like i actually think part of our pitch is just like Look, if we're going to be an embedded team with your with with y'all for six months, like you're going to want to like us, and you yeah, will. and we're going to want to like you also. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do think that like our, you know, the three of us like lived together in college. You know, like we have a long-standing rapport and a lot of love for each other. So I think that like that. Um, that rapport and like treating each other well can be something that we export to our clients, you know? Totally. And so I think that just like, I think w our internal lack of toxicity will be very resilient, right? I think it will take a lot for us to internally become toxic mm -hmm. because we're very intentional and we like each other a lot. Um, and so, there's if we collide with a toxic team at some point it may be that we're more capable of converting them than they are of convert, converting us you yeah. know which is interesting yeah i like this a lot uh we have uh proactive learning continuous iterative improvement be a great place to work I wrote, I, I replaced the uh, help people without expectation of return with just service mm -hmm. and be right sized. Uh, I, love, I love all of this. So many dog whistles. Uh, so uh -huh. the uh, true ambition. <laughs> I have, I have uh, an entire blog post uh, um, that is going to have the title We Claim Progress, Not Perfection. And it's just going to be, yeah. Okay. So bunch of dog um, whistles uh vision and mission so this is where i feel a little bit mushier um mm -hmm. and i will not claim that i am good at writing these because i've never actually written them and it'll just be that, interesting that's that true humility coming yeah, that's through. that true i, I am right-sized approaching this task uh so like the vision is basically that it's easy to get these things mixed up the way that i always hear people describe it is like the mission the mission is like what are we actually doing the vision is like here's the aspiration of the future like if thunk was successful over five years like what would be different in mm -hmm. the world um and that feels very difficult in some ways to to write out but i do think it's worth writing because i think it helps to inch this is this is a theme for me is like a lot of product type stuff is like if you write, if you have to write a concise document about why you're doing what you're doing, 
it forces rigorous thought and it forces everyone to get aligned, you know, or it forces yes. you to acknowledge that you're not aligned at least. <laughs> sure. Um, so this is like, this feels impossible to write in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's going to like help us in the next two months, but like, I do think it is worthwhile to ensure that you and I like have approximately the same vision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So some like I, random ideas that wrote down were like, we want to have some real expertise. Like we want to have great packages, great content, do really good work. I think that's like, we want to do like work that is like well above average, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like, part of our pitch that's again we're already getting into kind of mission type stuff so i don't really know but uh uh you know having a shop that can do uh really good engineering work alongside of product work which i don't mm-hmm. see at a lot of web development agencies i think that's mm-hmm. an interesting thing you see um, a lot of them put it on their list of capacity things like everyone loves to sell strategy. Yeah. You know, um, having worked at a lot of agencies, most of them, like most of them, it takes a long time before they actually start selling strategy. I think we are well positioned to actually sell some strategy. Um, yeah. So that's exciting to me. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I think one thing that we're pretty aligned on is like that this will uh, for its for its entire existence thunk will be a boutique agency um yeah I mean and, unless we sell it to some mega agency sure, sure but assuming that doesn't happen um which I am not looking forward to if that were ever to happen um, yeah. but assuming that doesn't happen yeah like while we are in control we're never gonna let this thing become a monster yeah um and then and i also do we oh, want to put like a a number on that it's an interesting question i mean it's one that i think this is probably a whole episode uh but i did write down the question for like a future topic which is like do we ever want to employ people yeah mm-hmm. uh, which is an i'm kind of overstating it for the sake of being provocative but um i think there is there's a model that we've talked about for a long time which is like let's have a six person agency um, yes. which feels very manageable and good it's like mm-hmm. you have like us and maybe like one or two like pretty senior people one or two pretty junior people and like we could take on a handful of projects at a time and it would be great um, mm-hmm. that is a pretty decent scenario uh, there's a I think there really is another uh, version where we basically don't have employees and Mm -hmm. anytime we get an offer to do something that's too big for our britches, we we have a big bench of freelancers that we can go to. Uh, Mm -hmm. and we make slightly less profit, but it is way safer. Uh, and you know, I, I don't know. So that's a whole, that's a whole topic sometime. Um, I think I feel comfortable saying that even in the first scenario, um, I wouldn't ever want to have more than like a single digit number of people here. I agree. Let's say single digit. Single digit is a good line to draw. Um, we will never have more than nine people. Um, I like cool. that. I'm also like, I've been talking about three person dev shops for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I like multiples of three. I like, like, (laughs) I think, I think teams of three are extremely productive. Yeah. And teams of four are not 30% more productive. Yeah. I like it. Um, I don't want to get into, it's interesting. It's like, uh, so in terms of like vision, aspiration of the future, if we go, if this goes great, you know, what will this look like in five years? We kind of have, what this really is, is a vision of what Thunk is, mm-hmm. um, which I think is legitimate. It's like, mm-hmm. um, we like the aspiration here is not to change the world. <laughs> Can you tell me how this differs from mission? I, again, it's like, so, and this is where like, maybe this, 
it's worthwhile to talk about this just for our own sake, but like this particular breakdown, I don't know if it's like really that relevant for us. So all right, well, I'm going to say some things. You tell you can decide whether they're well. I, I think the basic distinction is like like if we were like a a crazy big ambitious Silicon Valley company, mm-hmm. like if we were like if we were Meta, we'd be like our vision is like a world where everyone is connected to everyone else. Our mm-hmm. mission is we're going to build X Y Z. You know. Um, that would be the distinction but for thunk like we don't have a vision like that like our i don't think our ambition is to change the world in that way you know correct um, so yeah. here's here's the things i care about right great responsibly grow the laravel community interesting i like that. um so that means we're going to bring Laravel into organizations that are not using Laravel. And we're going to, along with that, Trojan horse all of the positivity and good vibes of the Laravel community into these organizations. Um, which is, I just think, a good thing. I think the Laravel community is like the most sweet community in tech. And I want to trojan horse those good vibes into all the places i can i love that um i want to um make this is something caleb was talking about on his other podcast notes on work um that you basically have an obligation to the people above you and below you in the stack Mm. right um I think we have an obligation to the people below us in the stack. Um, and the people below us in the stack are Caleb and Taylor and, you know, some other people who make software that we use, mm-hmm. right? Um, and who built the community that we're building a company on, right? Um, and, like, Stauffer and Titan and all those people who, like, instilled a lot of the sort of, like, agency vision in me that I have, Right? So, like, I think making sure that we are always doing right by the people below us in the stack, um, or whatever, deeper in the stack, and then also making sure we're doing right by the people further out from us in the stack, which is clients and employees, if they exist, right? Yeah, that's a very interesting, uh, it, like, um... It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of this like be a good citizen type stuff. It's like, how do you be a responsible good neighbor and honor? I kind of wrote this down as like honoring the responsibility to the people uh, above, below, and further out. Like, how do mm-hmm. you, how are you kind of good to everyone? Um, right, and like part of it is like pay your dues, you know, respect the architects, mm-hmm. um, which is a which is a 5% reference, but whatever. (laughs) But uh, respect the architect. And, you know, I want to make Caleb and Matt and Taylor, to quote Caleb's podcast, I want to make them richer and more famous. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, there's a bunch of people who don't currently have access to the growth that is possible inside this community and I want to give them access to it. And that shouldn't just be like our friends. <laughs> um, so we got to be pretty intentional about how to do that in a way that is like responsible from like a diversity perspective and from like a not bringing assholes into the community perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I had written down on the uh, under the be a great place to work was the no brilliant jerks thing. Um, yeah, which is a thing. It's uh, apparently that came out of like Amazon, which is ironic because Amazon is such a brilliant jerk place to be. Brilliant jerk place to be, but it's it goes back to that idea of just like yeah, like having a high trust environment with medium skill people is like way 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 better than having mm-hmm. a bunch of brilliant jerks around, um, and. I think that goes for like at thunk we don't want to have brilliant jerks 
but also like we are now playing in the we're in this community and we have responsibilities to the community so it's like who do you bring in who do you bring it to Mm -hmm. and being really conscious of not not folding in a bunch of brilliant jerks into the community yeah and like when we are established as like a quote-unquote pillar of our community as our okrs have it Mm. um that we like use that responsibly and like when it's necessary for us to like check someone who is being a brilliant jerk in the community like we should do that you know yeah um i'm just uh I'm kind of like summarizing some of the the vision stuff. It seems like the vision really kind of is, uh, which I feel like good about this is just like the vision is like, who do we want to be? And right. we want to be web development shop that honors its responsibilities to everyone above, below and outside of our stack. Um, it'll always be boutique and never have more than nine people do very high quality work. That also includes product work. Um, I do think that one of our vision things is that we do have some internal products. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about like years from now, you know, sure, sure. Like, I don't want to get years from now and only have written client code. Uh, yeah. Uh, internal products um, is a, uh, products, packages, and content. Yep. Um, and then I also wanted to do something about just like this final thing, which is like it's financially healthy lifestyle business. It mm-hmm. you know generates a good, reliable income, but we're not. I don't know if I want yeah. to commit to a number, but like we're not gonna. Five years from now, we're not working 70-hour weeks. That's not a thing we're doing. Yeah. I I can't be working 70-hour weeks two months from now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel you. Like, chilling. Ch- this is uh, something I've been saying recently. Chilling is an act of rebellion. <laughs> I like it. Um. Because um, stress is dictated to you by life. Um, so intentionally chilling as an act of rebellion against the stress. Um, Living gently. Um, Wear life like a loose garment. <laughs> All that. Uh, okay, cool. I'm going to write this up to be like better in the future. But in terms of activities... We honor these responsibilities. We do really great work. We make uh, products, open source packages, uh, and content. Um, we do architecture. We do product. Um, we. Uh, oh yeah, you had also written. This is the last thing that I think we haven't. Um, well, so we talked about twenty percent time. We like this idea that basically. Uh, you had written something about like everyone has a non non revenue generating skunk works projects in the works at all times. <laughs> Would yes. you like that? Um, another, the other last thing that uh, you had called out was like seeking out repeatable patterns for solutions, um, mm-hmm. patterns for customer problems, mental models for good solutions, building packages when there's a need for one. Um, and then, you know, people eventually, uh, will work with us because of our packages. So I thought that was an interesting last place. I think honestly, the reason I said it in the first place was that I was trying to get you guys into a mindset of like sharing. Right. Right. Like in, into like a content producing mindset. Um, and I think now that you're blogging, you are naturally looking for repeatable solutions. Right. Right. Like you're naturally saying like, Things like ruthlessly cut scope is like, that is a repeatable solution, you know? We call that a design pattern. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. It's a, a design, design for a living that really works. Um, okay. 
this is really good. I think it would make extremely boring content for me to sit here and wordsmith this for the next half hour, but sure. I will do that not on the podcast and come yes. back. I think this is pretty solid, and I think we are headed in the same direction. Um, the other part that would be fun to do on a future episode is the pre-mortem, um, which is a thing that my old boss used to do, which I think is really fun. The pre-mortem. Uh, I, which is everyone likes to do a post-mortem but before we would do back in the venture capital days my uh my boss luke who i will probably paraphrase many times on this podcast because he's one of the smartest people i know uh, mm-hmm. and is now managing a really shocking amount of money uh he used to always do right before we do a deal he'd do the pre-mortem and he'd be like let's imagine that this thing that we're just about to do failed why what are the like top five reasons it was most likely to have failed um which i think is a really interesting exercise um yes so maybe we'll i do that in the future. think we should do that yeah. also we have to have the uh teased should we hire a mentor talk Uh Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Cool. It's been a joy as always. Wrap it up.